0: Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 48. Holy crap, we're like creeping up on 50 so fast. I was looking, somebody asked me how long you've been podcasting. I was like, I don't know. So I had to look and see what the first um, episode was. And I thought it was in March, but actually it was in January. So that's kind of cool. So I've been doing it longer than I thought. <laughs> that just goes to show you how crazy this year has been. Um, I don't even remember when I started this whole adventure of having a podcast. Um, it has been, though, the one thing that I look forward to every week. It's the one thing that I have done consistently. I wish that I could eat as healthy as um, and consistent, consi- bleh, consistently eat healthy like I consistently... Uh, turnout episodes, um, that would be great. But anyway, today we're going to talk about winter and snow and how to make the best out of this shitty cold weather and also I'm going to go over some of the deities associated with winter in the cold Dark times. (laughs) So, if there are listeners in a tropical, beautiful area where you don't get any snow, I envy you. I want to come visit. (laughs) It is so cold. The snow has just been piling up. My backyard is so just covered. Everything's covered in snow. Okay don't mind the cats. They're fighting. If you can hear that, I'm sorry. They're being really bad. One of them needs a neutered and he gets neutered on Friday and it cannot come fast enough. <laughs> anyway, and there's a train. So anyway, um, yeah, tropical areas. I envy you. Um, I will have a couple things that you can do to kind of harness that winter cold energy, even if you are in a tropical area. So listen to the whole thing. There's some stuff for you too. <laughs> So winter can be rough for a lot of us, especially if you're not that type to enjoy the colder months like I am. I really I really struggle during the colder months with depression and all kinds of other crap. But I'm going to try to make use of this snow this year. So I thought it might be cool to talk about the deities um, and how you can use snow and ice in your practice. So the first deity I came across in my search is Chione, K- uh, C-H-I-O-N-E, or it's spelled K-H-I-O-N-E. That's the Greek goddess of snow. She was a nymph of Mount Hymos, and she was the daughter of Boreas. And Boreas was the god of the north wind. In some places I looked, Boreas was also um, the god of winter. So I guess it depends where you where you look. And her mother was uh, hmm, Ory- Orythia? Aureathea? Maybe? <laughs> she was the consort of Poseidon, and they had a son, Eulumpus. Eumol, <laughs> nope. Eumolpus. Eumolpus. <laughs> I shit you not. E-U-M-O-L-P-U-S. Anyway, according to what I found, she wanted to hide the fact that she had a son with Poseidon, so she tossed her son into the sea. Real good mother there, Um, but Poseidon saved him. Um, both Apollo and Hermes also had a thing for her and they snuck into her bed under false pretenses and she ended up giving birth to two sons by them. I'm not even going to attempt to say their names. I'll, there's infos in the show notes. (laughs) So that's a little bit of, um, the goddess of snow. I didn't even know there was a goddess of snow in particular. So I know who to cuss out now when I'm pissed off that it's snowing too much. (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about her father, Boreas. Boreas was the Greek god of winter, or as it said, the north wind. Boreas was the purple-winged god of the north, uh, the north wind. Uh, one of the four seasonal anemoi or the wind gods. He's also known as the devouring one. I don't, I didn't like that. <laughs> devouring one sounds awful. When I was doing research, trying to find out more about him, um, it, in one place it said they were imagined as horse-shaped gods. I thought that was kind of cool. And there's an old Greek folktale that um, says the winds, Boreas and uh, Zephyros, would come down upon the mares in early spring and basically get them pregnant under the guise that they were wind-formed stallions. I don't know how that works. But anyway, the horses born from these were the best, the fastest horses of their kind. So, if you had like a super fast, super smart horse, it was thought to have been um sired by one of the wind gods, uh Boreas or Zephyrus. I thought that was kind of cool. Um while we're on the Greek um area, another Greek god was Dionysus, and there's actually a festival called Brumalia and that's held every December in honor of him, of Dionysus and his fermented grape wine. So, basically, it was a big pagan festival, a lot of drunken happiness, um, and it was super, super popular, and the Romans even adopted, adopted it uh, in their celebrations as well. So, super popular. Um, pagans are always fond of a good party, so, um, they don't, they don't really have, um, when, as I'm, like, going from episode to episode, and I research gods, and especially between the Greeks and the Romans, it seems like if they're, like, ooh, you know what? You're worshiping that dude over there, and you're having a badass party. Maybe we should, too, and we'll just say that we're honoring this other guy, or maybe we'll honor the same thing. As long as it's a good party, they gave no shits, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, um, I did find. I was trying to look for other, other gods and goddesses outside of Greek and Roman and Norse, which is normally what I talk about because that's what I find the most information about. <laughs> but I did find one in Japan, um, called Arama Era hmm, Ameratasu, A M E R A T A S U, and she's a sun goddess who slept in like a really hard to find cave, a super cold, hard to find cave. (laughs) And, uh, when the other gods woke her, they woke her up with this like big ass party celebration. And so she jumped out of her cage and saw an image of herself in a mirror. So the God, and that's how the gods convinced her to come out from her seclusion so that she could return sunlight and warmth to the world. So it kind of sounds like she was a little bit of a narcissist. She was like, ah, who's that Haughty in the mirror, I'm gonna come out and talk to her, and then the sun came out. So it's kinda kind of a cool myth. Um and speaking of Norse, uh in Norse mythology, Baldur is associated with mistletoe. So there's a story about mistletoe and how it all got woven into this time of the year. So his mother, Frigga, loved Baldur immensely, like so much. And she asked all of nature to promise not to harm him. So she like went every animal, every plant do not harm Baldur. But Frigga forgot about the mistletoe plant. So of course, in comes Loki, the trickster, the god of mischief. He looked at this and thought, aha, I can take advantage of that. And he fooled Baldur's blind twin, Hoder into killing him with a spear made of mistletoe. Now, one, I don't know how you talk someone into killing someone? Stabbing them? I I really don't know how that all played out. But anyway, Baldur was restored to life by Odin later on. And Frigga was so excited and so grateful that she declared that mistletoe must be regarded as a plant of love rather than death from then on. So, now, when you are under a sprig of mistletoe, you're supposed to kiss, um, and you can thank Frigga and Norse mythology for that. So, um, let's see, what do I have next? Oh, in the Roman beliefs, we have Dea. She was a, fer- a fertility goddess, a worshipped, okay, this was a cool story. So, she was worshipped in this big temple on Aventine Hill in Rome, where only women were p- permitted to attend her rites. So, this was a 100% female um, temple. So, her annual festival was held early in December. So, uh, the, the higher-ranking women in that that, I guess, temple, the worship, the people, would gather at the house of Rome's most prominent magistrates, the Pontifex Maximus. I don't know what that means, but anyway. (laughs) So, while they were there, the magistrate's wife led secret rituals uh, at which men were forbidden, so no men allowed, dudes, Um, and it was even prohibited to discuss men or anything masculine at the ritual. Right now, that sounds like the most inviting (laughs) type of, of, of secret woman cult I can possibly think of. Like, I want in. If someone still does this, I want in. So, uh, email me, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, (laughs) um, And then we have my favorite. So, I want to talk just briefly about Demeter. She's a Greek goddess. Um, Because of her daughter, Persephone, Demeter is linked to the changing of the seasons. She is also thought sometimes to be uh, the dark mother in wintertime because when Persephone was... He was. she was taken by Hades, and Demeter's grief caused the earth to die for six months until her daughter's return. So, every six months, um, Persephone would come up, and winter would be lifted, and all would be well with the world, but when Persephone had to go back down to Hades, uh, Demeter's sorrow would basically kill off everything, including the sunlight, the vegetation, and make it snow, and I don't know why I love this story. Maybe it's because I'm a mother, and I feel like I feel like my world would just end, you know, if I didn't have her with me. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I have emptiness syndrome coming up. It's like lurking. I can see it on like like just there ahead of me <laughs> about June, July 2020. So I'm I'm guessing that has a lot to do with why I really liked that particular one at the moment. <laughs> Okay, so we kind of touched on this last episode, but we do have the Holly King, and that's like a British or a Celtic tradition. The Holly King is a review. Um, It is, or he is, similar to like the Green Man, and he is the man archetype of the forest. And um, the Holly King, he battles the Oak King for supremacy throughout the year, and at winter solstice, the Holly King is defeated. So he's defeated around, let's say, what is today? Today's 17th. So, in not too long, the Holly King will be defeated if you are over there and you still, or anybody who still um, involves him in in your traditions. That will be happening soon. Anyway. Okay. So, this next one, I really found it to be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, I would like to find a way to incorporate this particular uh, woman figure into my practices, I guess, it, it around this time of year, because it's just kind of cool. <laughs> so, it's an Italian um, uh, character named uh, La Bafana, and she is from Italian folklore, and it's kind of like St. Nicholas. Uh, she flies around delivering candy to well-behaved children in early January. And she is thought of as being like an old woman on a broomstick wearing a black shawl. And right now (laughs) that just seems so cool. Like how cool would it be to like bring your kid? Like I always thought Santa Claus was a creepy dude. I just didn't like sitting on his lap as a kid. I remember crying, screaming, please do not make me go do that. I hated it. I'm that kind of weird kid that if you've been like, ooh, let's go see La Bafana. She's going to, you know, be this old scary witch looking lady in a black shawl. I'd have been like, yes. Even as a child, I was a weird one. And that would have been like, let's go get candy from La Bafana. <laughs> I just think that would be really cool. If I had any small children, I would try to incorporate that just because it'd be kind of cool. And um, the next two are from last week's episode, but I'm going to really shortly mention them. Um, so Mithras was a Roman god and was celebrated around this time. He was like a, the god of light or the god of sun, and he was born around the time of winter solstice. And he also later uh, experiences a rep- resurrection around spring. So he, he, he is born, dies, and, and comes, and comes back. Hmm, familiar? I'll just skip over that. Um, the next one is another Roman god, Saturn, and every December, the, they would have a big party of debauchery called Saturnalia, um, and I talked about it last time, but it was the agricultural god of, god Saturn um a lot of times I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode but a lot of times they would reverse roles so like slaves would become the masters and uh, master slaves it was a kind of a cool time everybody just swapped roles um I'm there were some orgies mentioned in some of the research that I was doing um but anyway and that was only temporary that was for like I think they did that like I think it was a week. It was either a week or 10 days, but it was a really long ass party. <laughs> and then we have um, Odin. That's a Norse god. Um, and in some places, I read that Odin bestowed gifts of Yuletide upon upon his people while he was riding a magical flying horse across the sky. So they say that that's kind of um, part of this legend, maybe how they got Saint Santa Claus. So they kind of meshed Saint like Nicholas and Odin together and bam you have Santa Claus. <laughs> the last one I found that I thought was kind of cool to talk about was the Hopi Spider Woman. So, so- soil S O Y A L. I don't know how to say that if I'm if anybody knows how to say that please Post it in Witchy Woman Friends group (laughs) because Soyal is the Hopi festival of the winter solstice and it honors the Spider Woman and the Hawk Maiden and celebrates the sun's victory over the winter's darkness. I kind of like that. I think that's kind of a cool, feminine way to celebrate the changing of the seasons. So that is all I have on the gods and goddesses. Um, there were so many. I mean, if you really wanted to dig into it, I'm going to give all of my reference links are always in the show notes. If you ever are curious as to what I'm talking about or where I got it, they're always going to be there. So you can click on those and read all you want because I did not have, I did not talk about all the ones that were in my research. I just kind of picked the ones that I found interesting. (laughs) So yeah, I cherry picked. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, I want to share what I found out about snow and winter magic. So, this time of year sucks for the most part. I really, honestly, there are very few times I'm like, ooh, it's snowing and it's pretty. I am one of those bah humbug, can't stand this time of year people. I want to be out in the sun and I want to be riding my horses or at least walking the dogs without 50 freaking layers of clothing and my feet still cold. So this year, I wanted to incorporate some things about the season, about snow and the cold in general that I could use in my practice of witchcraft. And that way, I maybe could think of snow as useful. Right now, I know it's useful for the soil and for the crops next spring. Totally get the practical, like, reasoning for snow. I still hate it. So, um, one of the things that I found that was kind of, it was like real simple, and I can't believe I hadn't even thought of this, but to draw sigils, sigils in the snow. So, you can use different types of snow. So, like, if you use, um, real soft, like, you look outside, and it looks like a snow globe, you know, and it just kind of, like, gently floats down. So, you can go out and gather some of that to draw in peace and stillness. Um, you can find, a, like, a, a snowbank that's melting. And use that to release something. So grab that snow. um, You can um, let it melt in your hand as you release whatever habit, feeling, whatever it is you want to release, let it go. You can use it in an offering bowl during releasing rituals. Same for the peace and stillness. Like if if you want to use that snow and melt it. And you can use it in any kind of magic that you're doing that involves water. So if you're doing something where you're going to put water in your chalice or altar uh, or offering bowl, those are the th- that's, that's kind of how you would use that. Okay where else oh and you can draw I like this one draw protection sigils on a frosty car window to invite protection while you're driving I loved that one I thought that was kind of cool I do it on all of my windows of the house especially like when I get out of the shower and it's all foggy I'll draw uh like a rune or a protection should man I can't talk today Sig- sigil <laughs> on the windows, but I never thought about doing it to my car. So definitely do that. If it's cold, if you got a little foggy window, uh, draw whatever symbol f- is protection to you, put that on there. Another one that I really liked, and this one involves a little creativity. So if you're needing to like banish someone in particular, you can make a snow puppet. You can create a little snowman that's like a tiny one. So we're talking like little. So make one, I don't know, six inches tall. Um, that stands in for the person that you want to get rid of. And then stick the connecting item inside the center of the poppet. And what I mean by a connecting item is like a picture of them, some hair, if you can get it, um, something personal that connects that poppet to the person that you want to get rid of. So they're going to put it somewhere off your property and then let it melt. And as it melts, the person will be banished from your life. You can also use a poppet for healing yourself or someone else create the little snow you with a personal item in um buried inside it just like you did the other one so if you want to pluck a piece of your hair and stick it in there if you want to put a picture of yourself you can put anything nail clippings if you want to get all gross about it trim your nails and stick that inside of your snow your snow you um so anyway you're going to cover it in healing stones you can like decorate it so if you have stones that you use for healing stick that on your on your puppet herbs little trinkets anything that you think brings healing you can decorate your little puppet with it Um, if you are a reiki practitioner reiki the the puppet so that um it continues to serve or to direct reiki at you as well and then you can make it a little healing bed out of like leaves and branches, kind of make a little healing altar for your little uh you snowman. <laughs> and you leave it outside. So that will stay there and as it dissipates anything that was keeping you from healing will dissipate as well and it will release all that healing energy into you. <sighs> I like that one. I thought that one was pretty cool. I I may end up having to do that one. I think that would be really fun. If I can get my daughter, she's 17. She doesn't want to do anything fun or crafty with me anymore, but maybe I can guilt her into doing it. (laughs) I don't know, but it might be fun to go make two little snow usses and make them little healing puppets. We'll see. If she does it, I'll totally take pictures and post them. I found a couple really cool uh, winter water rep- recipes that I want to share with you. And one is even for if you live in a tropical area. So this is called winter blessing water. And what you'll need is snow, an icicle, or and then a silver ring, silver ring or quartz crystal. So you're going to get your like vessel. So this is something special to you. Maybe it's your altar bowl um, or a chalice. Gather the snow in it, bring it inside and place it on top of your altar. You're going to select an icicle from outdoors and place it in the center of that bowl. So you're going to have like a bowl of your snow and then a piece of that icicle. And then if you have a a sacred symbol that something that means a lot to you that you use in charging your magic with um use the icicle to draw that into the snow so if you have a sigil or if you like a particular rune draw that into there and then add a piece of silver or quartz crystal and set it out under the light of the full moon and you can bottle that and use it so you can use it just like you use um, any other full moon water. This one's just going to have the power of, of snow and winter, which when I was reading has definite um, advantages. So I think I'll definitely be doing this one. Okay. And this is if you're in the tro- tropics. So if you want winter blessing water and it never snows in your area, this is what you'll need. You need sea water or spring water, an ice cube, and then the silver ring or quartz crystal. You're going to select your vessel just like you did in the other one to gather the water in. Bring it inside, put it on your altar, get an ice cube from your freezer and place it in the center of your of your bowl or your chalice. Um, and then if you have that sacred symbol that you use, use the ice cube to draw it um, into the bowl of water. Drop the ice cube in the water, add a piece of silver or quartz crystal, set it out un- under the uh, full moon and then when it's done, bring it inside and bottle it and use it. I I just, I think those were really, really cool. I'm going to have the link for that in the show notes as well. So if you are driving and cannot write any of this down, you can always get it from the show notes. I did find some other cool stuff that I'm going to be doing. Um, let's see. So I liked this one (laughs) and this one would be real therapeutic. So if you have a bad habit that you need to get rid of, form that bad bad habit into snowballs. So like grab a bunch of snow and as you're forming the snowball, think of the bad habit that you want to get rid of. So for me, that would probably be emotional eating. I would love to stop stuffing my face every time I feel an emotion. And for me, it's not just bad emotions. If I'm happy, woohoo, let's go get some food. If I'm sad, (laughs) I'm going to eat and eat and eat until I get sick. So for me, it's all, you know, uh, the range of emotions. I need to get rid of that. So when I, when I plan on doing this, I'm going to think about being happy, being sad, and eating while I feel those emotions, and then I'm going to chuck that snowball as far away from me as I can. And you can do that as many times as you want. It should be super therapeutic, and I'm totally doing that. Um, if you don't have snow, you can, what did they say? Oh, you can use shaved ice. You can use just ice cubes. Grab an ice cube. Think about <laughs> all of your bad habits or whatever the bad habit is and chuck it. Um, another one, uh, oh, if you really don't know what the heck you want to do with the snow right now, you can always go grab that snow, stick it in like a Ziploc bag and stick it in the freezer so that you can use that snow, that water in the form of that snow at any point throughout the year that you want. I think I'll be doing that, um, as well. Ooh, the, okay. So these last two things I think are so cool. I didn't even think of this. So use snow in a ritual bath for purification. So it says to add a cup of snow into your ritual bath to kind of wash away any of the impurities. The it cleanses your aura. It adds protection and it just, it's supposed to leave you feeling renewed and energized. So if you already have like a, a, detox bath or purification bath you can add that to it so I usually use um let's see I don't measure anymore I just dump but I think it's supposed to be like half a cup of baking soda and then I use a full cup of epsom salts and then in like a third a cup of sea salt that's for me that's my like detox bath and then I put oils in it um If I'm not going to put a whole crap load, it's usually just, uh, like sage oil, which is usually not white sage. It's usually like a sage brush, sage oil and frankincense. And usually that's the only two that I will stick in there. And I'm not kidding. And if you're sick, add a tiny bit of rosemary and it really pulls, pulls all that crap out. And if you are sensitive to any oils, this is my disclaimer, please do not put it on your skin or in the bath. That's my CYA. (laughs) And the snow healing spray is the other thing that I thought was pretty cool. So it says you can use snow water to create a healing spray. So you collect snow from a peaceful, serene area. So don't get the snow out of the pile of snow that the snow plow pushed out of the road. That's not peaceful or serene. (laughs) Don't get it where your dog pees. That's kind of a given. But, you know, go walk outside, find a place where it's not been disturbed where it's peaceful um, and grab some from there. Place the snow in a bowl and let it melt. I'm probably going to put it on my altar and surround it with like good healing crystals uh, around it. Maybe a white, like uh, a white candle, maybe light a white candle or a healing candle that you have um, and use the the flames to visualize Um, you being healed. If this is for someone else, always get permission. And you can visualize the person that needs to be healed um, while it's melting. And it can be physical or emotional healing, whatever you or the person needs. And as the snow melts, speak your intentions for healing. I thought that was kind of cool. And then uh, once the snow is melted, add any herbs, essential oils, crystals, whatever you need. Stick it in the water. um, And then you can put it into, like, a spray bottle or whatever else, a jar, and you can use that whenever you need. So, you can, like, spray it around after you get out of the shower, spray it on you if you feel like you need a little extra boost of healing. I know a lot of us have aches and pains during these cold winter days and nights, so maybe spray a little bit on your body to help release and heal any inflammation um, or whatever, whatever else you got going on. Depression is a big thing around, uh, Winter time, lack of light, lack of sunlight. We need the sunlight and I don't know what it is about this time of year, but it always ends up being a shitty time of the year for me. I can't wait till it's not. It would be great to have a December where I didn't need a special snow healing spray, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what you do with that. Well, that is all of the magic for snow that I've got. (laughs) Um, there was quite a bit online. Um, I am going to put all the reference links again for the magic stuff too. That way you can go back and, um, reread it or look at it or write down, uh, some of the spells that I didn't say. There was some other stuff, but, um, you can check that out in the show notes. I I forget, a a lot of people have been sending me emails or, hey, where'd you find this? Or what was that recipe? And I can't remember, Sometimes I don't think I say, hey, I put the links in the show notes, but I do. (laughs) I hope everybody is doing well. I know this can be a really hard time of the year for a lot of people, including me. I'm not um, having the best December. It could be always, always could be worse. (laughs) So I want to preface that. It could always be worse. And there are people that have it way worse than me. Um, But anyway, I wanted to... Just reach out and say if you're having a hard time, if you need a little reassurance or if there's anything I can do, please contact me. The best is probably email um, witchywomanpodcast at gmail. Uh, if you do that, then I it won't get lost in the messenger abyss that sometimes happens. I really try hard to get everybody texted and messaged back on all the different social uh, media platforms but in case I get a whole barrage of people all at once sometimes messages get buried so email me if if you if you haven't heard from me email me at witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com and I will I will get you emailed back. We'll figure out um, if there's anything that I can do for you and if there's nothing I can do maybe I know someone that can help you so please reach out this can be a real lonely and hard time of the year and I recognize that and there are people that have reached out to help me and I appreciate you guys so so very much so I want to pay it back and offer um my ear if if you need it please please um please this is not like a a blank or a um uh, you know an, a non-genuine offer i genuinely want to reach to to help somebody if you want to reach out and ask for help please do anyway um i hope that this episode was informational and maybe it can help you enjoy or at least find this no useful i'm really trying i'm looking outside like today was not a good day i like This is so sad. (laughs) I'm dramatic. I can't help it, but I woke up this morning. I started the coffee machine after I let the dogs out, and I was, like, looking out the window watching them try to find a place to go potty because they hate peeing or pooping in the snow. It really makes them not happy, and I just started bawling (laughs) because I am so, like, it's only just, it's, what, the 17th of December. <laughs> Happy Saturnalia, by the way. And, um, I cried because I'm tired of winter already. <laughs> and there's the train. <laughs> so, um, I know this is kind of a shorter episode than some of them, but I was really tired <laughs> and, um, I got a sweet ass flare up yesterday. And normally yesterday is the day that I, um, If I haven't already recorded, I usually record yesterday, and yesterday was a really shitty day, so I recorded today, (laughs) so I didn't have time to add anything extra to what I already have, so I'm sorry um, if this is kind of a short and sweet one. If anybody has any special things they do in the wintertime to help um, stay, you know, maybe motivated and out of that depressive spot if you have any spells rituals mundane things too if it's something simple that we can do please 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 post it i'm going to post a um how do you stay positive in the wintertime post something on on those lines I will post that in our witchy woman friends group on Facebook and let's share with each other how we can keep our head above the water while it's icky outside (laughs) um I think that would be really cool anyway uh oh it's Getting to that time that a quarterly gifts will be going out in, in uh, the 1st of January for the Citrine uh, Patreon members, so... I'm I'm seriously so excited about that. So those will be going out the first week in January. And then those that are in the Amethyst and the Citrine will be getting a notification in the WW Coven Reading Group as to when the reading will happen. So Shelly is going to schedule that and post that in there. So you'll be getting a notification within the next couple weeks in that group, so that you guys can kind of plan around and make sure that you're available. Anyway, thank you for our sponsors, Earth Mama Creations and Holistic Healing Therapeutics. We'll be sending the gifts out for the citrine level. And then Shelly Leggett of the Lavender Potions, she will be doing the readings for you guys. So I'm super excited. Hit them up. Go to their websites. Check their stuff out because they're all beautiful souls seriously offering us and offering the world their wares, their services. And I am very appreciative to call each one of them my friends and also our sponsors. So hit them up. It's going to be in the show notes. You can also go to our website, witchywomanpodcast.com. Right there. You can listen to the podcast right off the front page. You can read the blog. You can read about all of our sponsors. And um, I'd appreciate it if you just go to the website. It needs some traffic. (laughs) Um, So, other ways to get a hold of me, you can head over to Instagram and find me at Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm on Twitter, Danae underscore Sweet underscore. I'm on Facebook, Uh, Our page is Witchy Woman Podcast. Hit like on that because that's where I post all the episodes and major announcements. And then if you aren't already a part of the Witchy Woman Friends group, hit join. Click join and I will approve you. Um, That is where we discuss all the episodes, share witchy stuff, tips. If you need help with something, post that there. It is an amazing supportive group of people and I appreciate you guys. Um, It's a safe place. You can post there. It's a closed group so that if you have not come out of the broom closet, nobody's going to see what you post if they're not already a member of the group. Okay, I'm going to go chill for a bit now. (laughs) I am going to sit by our fire and warm my toesies because some reason they just... I went out, fed my horses, and they never warmed back up, (laughs) so I am gonna go get warm. I hope you guys are staying warm. If you're in a tropical area, I won't come visit. (laughs) I'm so ready for sunshine. So, I guess that's all I got. So, as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.